Get ahead of the postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Kev on stage with the lovely and luxurious Miss Kev on stage. You notice our background's a little different. It's because we don't have the kids. We are in Ithaca, New York, because I got a show tonight. And no kids means... You're so inappropriate. I, Kevin, stop. <laughs> Our kids are gone. They're staying with a friend of ours in L.A. And we are enjoying the snowy confines of Ithaca. I'm not enjoying the snow. Well. To be clear. It's warm in the um, hotel room. It is snow on the ground. It's like 30 degrees outside. Yeah, when we were getting on the plane, they were like, uh, Let's couple... just leave the door open. Yeah. We were in Newark, New Jersey. There's snow on the ground. And they were just le- left the door outside open. Like, we're not going to board for another 45 minutes. Let's leave this door open and heat up the whole outside. <laughs> and uh, it was 90 degrees in L.A. this week. For real. That's how people get sick. I'm just getting over something right now. So y'all just you bear with better. me. I do sound better. But going up and down the plane with sickness makes your ears pop. It hurts. Yeah. Our kids used to cry, remember? Mm-hmm. Our kids used to cry, and I'd be like, what is going on? And then today I was like, I understand what was going on. Because you couldn't pop your ears in. You have to say why we didn't. Um... Oh, why we didn't do a podcast last week? Yeah. I was just going to gloss over that. Oh. I'm going to tell you why we didn't do a podcast. It's my fault. Well, are you looking at me like I that? I was wondering what you was going to say. I traveled Oh, we're talking a lot. to the camera. Yes. That's okay. Oh. Talk to each other. Travel a lot. I don't usually travel a lot. No, but this anymore. month you're traveling every but this single weekend. this month I've traveled every single weekend. And I was in Seattle last week. And it's very hard to do the podcast when you're on your regular day at work. Yes. So we Which had intentions of doing it. I'd be tired. Liz was tired and she didn't want to do it. We Here's the problem. If we just had the microphone audio version, we probably could have did it. Yes. Because we didn't look our best. I needed a haircut. Liz had worked eight hours, nine hours. She didn't feel great. But our microphone broke, so we only have the iPhone. And Liz is like, I'm not doing it if I don't look good. And um, I learned long ago, you don't make a woman do something she don't want to do. That's true. Especially if she don't feel like she looks good. She's just going to resent you later. You ain't going to get to make no sweet loving. So uh, we are trying hard to keep up every week. But, man, we we got full-time jobs and full-time kids. So forgive us. We'll try to do makeup podcasts, but I won't promise you that either. (laughs) <laughs> but just know it is very important to us. Yes. And we try to do it weekly. This is the only first week we miss. Somewhere along the line, we'll give you a bonus podcast. I want to have 52 by the end of the year. So people can be like, man, they did it every once a week. But there will be no dates. <laughs> 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 so uh, let's get into today's um, podcast. We have a question from one of our dear readers. Melissa's going to read it. Okay. So, um, this is a question I got. I was going to try to film this by myself last week, and um, it didn't work. My kids had homework, and um, when Kev was out of town, and I was trying to do a project. Matter of fact, that project y'all was making fun of me about was Michelle Obama, because I added a track. Listen, Michelle Obama is on fleek, pretty on fleek. You have to explain it if they haven't seen the Instagram post. Oh, if you haven't seen the Instagram post, follow... Actually, I didn't post it. Follow Kev, Kev, at Kev on Stage on Instagram, and look for a little... 
a picture of Michelle Obama. It, ish, it's Michelle Obama ish. <laughs> and um, you'll see JoJo had a project for Women History Month to pick someone, and we picked Michelle Obama. And we had to do a little outline of her. And you had to use, okay, so the thing is, you had to use five different like textures or fabrics. Yes. And we were running out. And so I was going to use yarn, and last week we did it with yarn, and it looked really bad. Like, it was just a really, it was looked really bad. So we scrapped that idea, and then my friend Shayla came over, shout out to Shayla, came shout over. Squad. Yeah, and she said, um, do you have some tracks? <laughs> what if we added some tracks? And I was like, of course I have tracks. <laughs> <laughs> so I added tracks. And Michelle Obama's on fleek in our picture, and Michelle Obama's in, on fleek in real life, and so they match. So check that picture out; it's kind of funny. People I came home and she was like, "Look what I did! I made Michelle Obama with real tracks for me." And I was Miss, like, "Michelle Obama has an invisible part; like she's about that invisible part. Like her hips are there; like she looks so good." She also has the mouth of a whale because Jojo drew a thousand teeth in her baby. mouth. I showed him a real picture of her and all he saw was teeth. So he drew a, like a wide smile and she's teeth, 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 She has teeth, 87 teeth. teeth in this picture because Jojo so was like, she's got an amazing smile. Let me give her an abundance of teeth. Yeah, that's cute. So right. anyway, check it out. That's the reason we, um, part of the reason I did this last week because I wanted to do a For Women Only podcast and that's kind of what this is but Kevin is my um, security blanket and so I feel weird doing this without him. So he's going to help kind of coach me. We're just praying over her that her ministry takes over without me. And I, I support you as you go. I feel like Melissa has a calling to help women that has nothing to do with me. But she just got to spread her wings and fly. So like a mama bird, I'm going to push you out. <laughs> push you out the nest. No, but when she's going to foray into her ministry today. And I'm just going to be her armor bearer. Ready? So I'm going to read this question, and um, I kind of wanted to do this anyway at some point, so the fact that I got a question just makes it a little bit easier. So here's the question. Dear, or good afternoon, as a busy wife, mother, and full-time employee, I find myself struggling to just be myself and just be a woman. In past podcasts, Melissa spoke of her I'm Worth It campaign and making time for herself. Melissa, you definitely seem to be a woman who has it all together. Can you please do a podcast about how women can care for themselves while caring for everything and everyone else? Please discuss ways to get over the guilt. We women often feel when we, when we, when we even think of taking time for ourselves. I and I'm sure in many women would greatly appreciate the advice. Thank you so much for doing the podcast every week, except last week. Um, I just love them. Have a blessed week. Oh, and I don't mind my name being used on the podcast. Faithfully listening, Cece. Okay, so Cece, thank you for the question, and um, I'm going to talk about. I'll talk about my journey a little bit and like where I was in comparison to where I am. And I pre while I appreciate Melissa, you seem like the woman who has it all together. Please don't look at me as if I have it all together because when I tell you I do not. Um, Her poop stinks. I just want to make you feel uncomfortable and get it out of the way so you feel better about yourself. See what he does to me. <laughs> um, uh, Why does that make you feel weird when people say they think you have it all together? Wait, what? No, I'm talking about poop. <laughs> you thought I was talking about poop? No, I'm done with that. Why does it make you feel weird? I know. Why, why does it make you feel weird when people think you have it all together? Number one, because I don't. Okay. That's first and foremost. But number two, because we live in uh, such a like social media type world, yeah. I don't want people looking at me like I need to get where she is or feeling some type of way maybe about their life or their situation in comparison to where they think I am. Mm -hmm. When in reality, I'm just as regular and just as normal and just as flawed 
as all of you listening. Again, I'm going to share my journey about how, you know, how I got to where I am today, but that doesn't mean things still don't creep up. My own insecurities don't creep up, you know, certain things, you know, it, it's just reality. Yeah. And so because we live in this age where, um, there's social media and of course you're only going to post your best days on I social media. I say that. I yeah. think there's something in that people only post their best pictures. Yeah. Because nobody wants to hear about, I mean, yeah, I don't want to hear, but like, you just, you want to, yeah. It's I, not, I don't even know if it's like a facade that we're putting up. You just don't want to be like, when I don't have a lineup, I don't take selfies that day. Well, most, yeah. And it's the same for everybody. So, you know, I seem to post a lot of pictures and you seem to, you know, but if your hair's not done, you ain't about to be like, but I don't take a lot of selfies in general. But However, you know what I mean. I'm especially going to take a selfie. <coughs> Cares out of town. I can't get my hair done on Saturday. So guess what? There definitely won't be a selfie going up. Um, so, you know, that's just the way it is. And so, and because of those things, know that, like I said, I'm super duper regular. Some girl just said, uh, uh, we're in, where are we? Ithaca. Ithaca. And some girl was like, I saw you and your wife in the airport. She was too afraid to come up. Well, if she had she come up, she would have saw us with red eyes because we took a red eye. I was tired. I had makeup on. Like, I was looking super regular. Um, I got a runny nose. Yeah, he's thick. Like, you know, we're regular people. And so I don't want, um, and we live in such a like celebrity type world where you, you get on this platform and we like, I don't want to say idolized because we're Christians, but you like, you know, you look up to these people and they're regular. Yeah. They're like super, super regular. They're waiting for their next check. Just like you. Yeah. They check so for that direct we... deposit and be like, who it hit. Yeah. Go ahead and get that gas cap. You can fill up. <laughs> So, anyway, so that's, yeah. Is that what, um... Yes, I wanted to know about that. Okay, so, um, my journey. So, this is my four women. If you're a man, you can definitely keep on listening. But you may not be all the way interested. uh, Because I'm probably going to be doing most of the talking. No, I think you will be interested. Because in order to love a woman, you must understand a woman. And in order to understand a woman, you must hear from a woman. So, if you don't have one in your life, it's good to listen to another one. Now, this won't apply to everyone specifically. But understand like i'll give you one example then i'm gonna shut up when you went on like i want to start wearing makeup the man in me was like you're beautiful naturally you don't need that and when you like much later explained it to me that it really had nothing to do with me and you know how i felt about you then you then for me it's easy to understand so a man might think that uh because i i thought you were wearing makeup so i would think you would look better And you were making wearing makeup so you would feel better about yourself so if a man understands that makeup isn't always for them then they might help him. So don't underestimate what a four-woman-only podcast will mean for a man. Okay. And I won't. Don't talk. All right. Okay, so... Um, I... Um, oh, don't get emotional. Sometimes I get emotional. It's okay. You can cry. No, podcast. I don't want to cry. Shush. We keep it real out here. No. If a tear falls, are you guys going to be mad? No, because... Be mad. No, but we have a show, and I don't. I can't do this all over. Okay. Plus, if my, if my makeup looks a mess, I'm sorry right now, because... We're out of town and I couldn't fix the way I wanted to. Anyways, um, so my journey. So I, like maybe at 27, 28-ish maybe, um, I decided, I, I, okay. So there was a show called um, What Not to Wear. I love that show. And I used to watch it all the time and like, I'm naturally, if I into something, I become like a student of it. And so, um, I wanted, I was watching it and they always have like a segment where, you know, when they go shopping and they're like, you need to have 
you know, day wear, you need to have night wear, you need to have wear for work, yada, yada, yada. And so Kev one time, okay, so keep that in the back of your mind. So one time Kev wanted to uh, go on a date and I looked through my closet and I realized my entire wardrobe was like granny church wear. Like all of it was like stuff I would wear to church, not something that I necessarily wanted um, to wear on a date with my husband. And that's not to say that there's anything wrong with modesty. Um, because, you know, I feel fine right now and I got to listen, a button up, a sweater and like some leather pants. I mean, they're leather, but you know, not necessarily something I would wear to church, but it's still like in modest, in modesty. Um, but I felt like I didn't have clothing that was appropriate to go out on a date with my husband. And, and then I don't know why, but that like clicked in my mind to like, take a look at everything, like inventory of everything. And I was like, you know, I'm kind of like a boring person. I, my hair was regular. I was, you know, just like a plain Jane. My clothing was super, you know, typical. And um, I decided that that wasn't what I wanted for my life. And so I started a campaign. The first campaign that I started was called- Get Sexy. My Get Sexy campaign. And around that time, I decided that I was going to do things for me. And I say that because a lot of times as women, we, uh, you know, like the, the listener said in, in her email, that we do things and we do it for our kids. We do it for our husband. Like we need something to make it okay for us to care about ourselves, but we don't do it for ourselves. We do it for somebody else. And then eventually that falls off because you're doing it for somebody else. And so I decided that it was okay. And I was going to do things for me. And so I took some time out. I like revamped my entire wardrobe and started like, you know, looking for different things. Started, I started paying more attention to the show, what not to wear and looking for different things, recognizing my body, you know, what looked good on me, what didn't, what I liked, what I didn't like, taking more risks. I was never a person who really like wear pink, uh, especially fingernail polish. Um, I had a lot of issues growing up with this dark chocolate skin that I have and I'm very I'm pretty comfortable I shouldn't say very I'm pretty comfortable with it now, but I really struggled with that growing up and so um, I just decided I was you know bump all the rules bump whatever I thought all the insecurities I thought I'm gonna force through that and flush um, it and do what I wanted to do and it took um a long time because you don't realize how much negative thought you tell yourself um, about whatever your issue is. It could be your weight, it could be your skin tone, it could be your uh, your skin, it could be like acne, it could be your hair, it could be whatever, your hips, it could be whatever it is. And you don't realize how much that really plays a role and you have to undo those thoughts and tell yourself, and this is where she's mentioned that I'm worth it. I had to tell myself that I was worth it because what happens as women, and this was really, really like important for me. And it was keen for me is when I go out to the store and I buy something for my kids, I have no problem buying it for them. Why? Because I feel like they're my kids. They deserve the world. If I got it, they get it. If I wanted to get something for my husband, I get it. I get it for him. I Apple like this watch. shirt. Apple watch. Lord help. He wants his dog on Apple Watch. I think it's a complete waste of money. Anyway, um, but for example, Apple Watch. If he wants it, he wants it for his birthday. You know, you start saving. You start doing little things because you feel like they deserve those things. They're your kids. They're your husband. They're your mama, your sister, your brother, whomever it is. You feel like they're worth it. Then when it comes to you, you go straight to the back to the clearance rack, which I still do. There's nothing wrong with that. But then even then... 
oh, these jeans are $20. That's too expensive. You know, whatever. I'm not going to buy them right now. I'll wait till they come down to $15. The queen of that. And you don't get it. And it's like, why not? You're worth that $20. You're, you're worth the, the investment of buying these jeans that you say you like. Maybe they look good on you. Maybe they make your booty look plump. Whatever the case may be. You know, you're worth that. Don't feel bad for buying things for yourself because in the end, when you feel better about yourself, you're a better wife, you're a better employee, you're a better mother, you're a better sister, you're better all, you become a better you 360, like all the way around. Like really, it really impacts um, who you are and what you do and how you feel about yourself. I always, Beyonce has a song, I just want to be the girl you like and it's funny, but I really <coughs> feel like that. Like when I'm out, with Kevin and I'm on his arm, I really want him to be proud of the fact this is my wife and he feels good that I look good. But more importantly, he may not like the shoes that I put on, but if I feel good about it, hi, I'm Melissa. And that comes across, that confidence that you feel comes across in conversations. So it's okay to, like you really have to self-talk your yourself out of the negative talk that you've given yourself over the years. Am I making sense? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I wanted, so the, I wanted to ask you, do you, a lot of this comes from the position of why, um, do you feel like this, I, I, I do, but do you feel like this type of thing is, uh, the same applies for the single lady? Possibly. Do you feel like they feel worth it more or, or less? Well, I don't know. I mean, I feel like this is applicable to women in general. Um, I've been with Kevin for 15 years, so I don't really know. I wasn't single long enough to like really know that single but i know mom. if you're a single mom with kids you probably definitely feel this way oh yeah nick yeah that's what i'm thinking you nick is melissa's sister my by sister the way. um she's a single mom of three and she does everything for her kids and then you end up going to the bottom of the total pole and that's what ends up happening when you're when you're married with kids same thing you you end up taking care of yourself last and the least mm. um I don't know about just being single. Sure. It's, it's just you. Like, yeah. who else are you going to put in front of me? But I don't know. Um, I think you could be like, if, if, if you don't have a lot of confidence and self-esteem, you might not feel worth it and that, just in you. general. And that's my, that's why you have to undo the negative talk. Because over the years, I'm going to give an example. If you have a piece of jewelry that you greatly prize and you think is, you know, it's worth, maybe it's not worth anything financially, uh, monetarily, but it's worth something like sentimentally, you take care of that because of its worth to you. You will put it in a box. You will make sure when you take it off, you put it in a little certain area, you make sure it's secure, whatever the case may be. If you got a little piece of junk jewelry that you got from Claire, you're not going to take that much pride or take that much care of it because you really don't care. It's a little $2 around. I don't really care about it. It's pretty, but if I lose it, it's only $2. You don't really care about it. And I think that negative talk that we give to ourselves over the years puts us in a Claire's ring category and not like your, you know, $10,000 Tiffany's ring or whatever the case may be. And so you have to tell yourself that you're worth it. Despite whatever your, you know, insecurity issue is, you are worth getting up in the morning, fixing your hair, putting on a nice outfit, putting some makeup on, putting some earrings on, putting some, like you are worth waking up you know, 45 minutes earlier to make sure that you go out the house looking <coughs> your best and not looking like you just woke up and rolled out of bed. Like you are worth that time. You are worth going to the mall and saying, I'm not buying nothing 
for my kids and I'm not buying nothing for my husband. I'm going to walk out of here. I got $50 and I'm going to make it work. I'm going to make it stretch. I'm going to buy myself an outfit or whatever. Like you are worth that. No. And you have to look in the mirror and tell yourself, I am worth it. I don't care. And I don't see the flawed because we're all flawed. Despite that, you are worth it. And like you have to tell yourself that until you believe it. And what ends up happening is you won't believe it at first, but if you treat yourself that way, eventually your mindset changes and you start to believe it. I'm inspired. You are? Yeah. Contrary to popular belief, I grew up with low self-esteem. You, you tell me that. Too. I did. I don't. You, you know what's funny? Most cocky person I'm cocky now because I used to be in the mirror. I'm gonna tell you why. I'm a, I don't want to hurt your feelings, but I was in like fifth grade, mm -hmm. and there was why a, are you gonna hurt my feelings? Because it's about another girl. I was. We in don't want to hear the story. <laughs> I was in fifth grade, and there was like pretty much the finest girl in the school. Mind you, we were like nine years old. So, um, and. I thought I was ugly at this time. I had a big head. I had no fault of my own. Here's another thing before I finish the story. A lot of times we are upset about stuff that we can't even control. Yeah, that's true. Like the way your teeth grow, the size of your head, the size of your hands, your feet. I mean, like weight even sometimes is more difficult to control for other people. But the color of your skin, you know, like the way your hair grows. I get upset the way my hair grows, the way my line. Like some of the stuff I have no, there's no, I have no control over. So it's not like. Well, forget about it. But, I mean, like, there's no plastic surgery for the way my hair grows. <laughs> there's not even available. You can get, you can get dyed in. I'm not getting dyed in. It's not even, it's not even darkness. It's just, that, like, people have the cool line. You, the can, very crisp. you can form it. I'm not doing that. Because I don't want it to rain. And then I got to explain <laughs> some, stuff, some stuff. But, um, so anyway, I was in fifth grade. And the, the finest girl in the class, mind you, this time I thought I was ugly. Did not talk to girls. Nothing. Anything like that. And she was like, you want to dance with me? And I just stood there with my mouth open. Like, why would you want to dance with me? I'm ugly. Like, and she just like, I literally stood there until she was just like, well, never mind. And walked away. And then I went home like, dang, if I thought I was good looking, I would be ready. Like, not only would I have been ready, I would have asked her. Yeah. But a lot of times, even as adults, we look in the mirror and we have our, like you were saying, you have our flaws. Like, my man boobs ain't totally gone away. Sometimes mm -hmm. I'd be at home sucking my stomach in. <laughs> like, ain't nobody looking for you. My kids already call me fat. Like, ain't nobody looking. But when you, you know, there's some people I follow on Instagram who... Or Twitter, or sometimes you just see people and you'd be like, they are confident. Mm -hmm. Like, the rest of the world might not think they should wear that, or they look great, but they smile, shine bright like a diamond, all that stuff. And they are ready to go. And sometimes I admire their confidence more than yeah. just the way they look. Because half of that is is just coming across like you feel like you are something. Right. You know what I mean? Like, And even if you, you know, don't feel like you look the best, if you believe it, and be like, man, I'm out here today killing them. That comes across. People be attracted to your confidence. Absolutely. And and then you're, the way you actually look and dress or how much money you have That's is less important. That's why ugly men get away with a lot of stuff. Man, let me tell you something. Attracted to confidence. Of money and power also. Yeah. But yeah. confidence, you come in here ugly as you want to be. Like, girl, I know I'm ugly, but I can change your life. She'd be like, what you talking about, ugly? You so sweet. You <laughs> <crazy>. <laughs> it can be charming, too, so... Okay, so that was my uh, Make Me Over campaign. No, and that was Get Sexy. That was my Get Sexy, you're right. Get Sexy campaign. But no, it bled into Make Me Over. Oh, and then, no, you're right. Okay, so then I started changing my um, 
so I started changing like my clothes and stuff. Like, so I had like date wear and I had church wear, I had work wear, and I like <coughs> diversified my wardrobe. Um, and so then I went into a make me over and this is, um, Kevin had started YouTube. And so then I got kind of hip to YouTube and I started walking, watching makeup tutorials. And now I'm like obsessed with makeup. Um, I like want to take a makeup artist class and quit my day job and become a makeup artist. Like it's so <laughs> legit. Uh, but I started watching a lot of YouTube t tutorials and, um, oh, one thing, hold on. I'm gonna come back. So I, the other thing that started, I did, cause I told you I had like trouble with this chocolate skin that I've been born with. And uh, I realized that uh, celebrities that I looked up to look nothing like me. And while they're still beautiful and I still think they are just amazing people, should I ever meet them? Um, I realized that that was like contradictory to the way that I felt about myself because, you know, Holly Berry, for example, I think she's just like, God just gave her everything. Um, you also hear with child support to balance it out. He did. <laughs> and crazy baby daddies that fight each other. And all that I think she's crazy. Uh, and she might be. Another podcast. Um, <laughs> oh, we want one to talk about Eva Mendez, but okay. So, oh, yes. So, um, anyway. Holly Berry looks nothing like how I look. And that's not to say she's not beautiful, but she does nothing for me as a darker skinned African-American woman. And so I had to like, and there's like, and I can name a slew of, cause I have like plenty girl crushes. And I was like, they look nothing like me. And on a subconscious level, I really do think that does kind of play a role in how you see yourself because you think this person is beautiful, but they look the exact opposite of how you look. It doesn't mm -hmm. quite work. And so I started looking at celebrities that I thought were beautiful and that looked like me though. And um, so, I, you know, the Gabrielle Unions, the Kelly Rowland, I started looking at um, Nia Long, just people that have like darker skin complexions. And I thought they're, and listen, and now I'm like, I know while I don't really like her albums, I love Kelly Rowland, like legit love her. And she's kind of built like me, she has darker skin, she rocked a short cup for a while. And it inspired me, you know, again, when I said I never wore um, fingernail polish, I'd always wear like clear, like cotton candy. And she would have on pink or wear pink fingernail polish or wear rock pink lip. And I was like, if you could do that, let me go to Mac and find me a pink shade that looks good on me. And that's what I started doing. And before you know it, listen, I, will, I love pink lipstick now. I love wearing like pink fingernail polish. And so those kind of things, again, they just kind of help you break through your, um, the insecurities that you have, the, the box that you put yourself in because you feel like your hips are big, therefore you can't rock this, that, or the other. Or your uh, skin tone will prevent you from rocking this, that, or the other. You start looking at people that have like similar, those things that are your insecurities, you start looking at them and you realize, now wait a minute, they did that. Why can't I? And you realize it's all about, and that's why what not to wear was really, um, it was helpful for me because you realize, you know, we go through in a store and we say, oh, I wear a size three. And then you wear, you put on a three and it doesn't fit. And then you feel fat. No, boo boo. A size three is not standardized across the United States of America. So it's, it's really not you. you guys, it does too. suck for women. Because a size 38, 32 pants for me. It's a size 38, 32 pants. Here, there, and everywhere. Yeah. Unless it doesn't it's like work slim that way. fit. Yeah. But, it doesn't know. work that way for women. That so sucks. don't 
like I had to learn, I mean, not that I had a problem with my weight, but you have to learn not to take that stuff personal. You put on pink and you realize, oh, I can't wear pink. It looks, I look terrible. I look like a clam. No, boo, just try another shade of pink. Like there's like a gazillion different shades of pink. Just find the one that works for you. Don't take it personal. That shade just didn't work. That shade. Find another one that does, you know, and so those are things you have to, again, it's negative self-talk because you'll walk out with your head hanging low and your lip poked out because, you know, you take it and you think it's a reflection of you and it's not. It just didn't work out for whatever reason. Move on, boo, and find something that does because I assure you there is. And, you know, so anyway, um, uh, what was I going to say? Makeover. So then I started getting into makeup and I started watching a lot of YouTube tutorials, started looking at a lot of different, um, again, women of my same skin complexion. Uh, I started looking at, you know, different, everybody in general for different techniques and then people of my same skin complexion for, um, like color ideas and what I could do, couldn't do, what I liked, what I didn't like. And, um, that took on a whole other life on its own. So that coupled with, uh, makeup, and this is who I am today. Then by the time I was 30, I was feeling real, real good. I was like, you know what? I'm turning 30. I feel good. Let me cut my hair off. And so um, that's this. And um, I thought I didn't like it at first. And now I'm like, probably team short hair for a while because I actually really, really like it. Mm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of like my journey. Um, my last campaign that I did was, oh, Sex Me Over. So then I did. And so I do these campaigns because uh, they work for me. I would start at the beginning of the year or around my birthday. Usually those are around the times that I say, you know, this is my theme for the, for the year. Um, and I would just continue along that path. And I would only do one at a time. And um, so then I did a Sex Me Over campaign. I can't remember if it was before I turned 30, after I turned 30. After. Um, yeah, so then I did a Sex Me Over campaign. I kind of told you guys about my, uh, I felt brainwashed for a long time as far as sex is concerned growing up the way I grew up. And, um, I started to, I read that book, The Good Girls, what was it called? Good Girls Guide to Great Sex. Yeah. I read that book. I felt really, really empowered after reading that book. And I decided to take more risks. Um, I don't want to go into too much detail. No, man. Okay. Help the people before you go on. One thing I was thinking of. Is when you were saying, like, you look up to Gabby Reunion and Kelly Rowland and, you know, I think people can look up to you the same way. Yeah, but probably don't. They might. They never know. Yeah, but, okay. So help them out. Sex okay. me over. Don't leave them out. Don't leave them hanging. So what should I say? Don't be afraid. Tell them about the campaign. You don't have to go into detail. Okay, so I started the um, Sex Me Over campaign and... Um, I kind of created, but I don't really use her anymore. You do. You're going to use her tonight. Amen. So I kind of created a alter ego and don't come for me with your little not Illuminati <laughs> comments. Do not come for me. Um, so I start and her name is Cinnamon. Spelled and, with sin. And she is spelled with sin only because I took a. <sighs> yeah, don't be afraid of it. I took a pole dancing class in Las Vegas with my sisters. And um, so I felt like since she was born in Sin City, <laughs> I should, it was only appropriate that I name her after Sin City. So it's S-I-N, Cinnamon. Again, do not come for me in these comments. <laughs> um, and so I created her and she allows me to lose the inhibition 
that is typically Melissa. Um, because I'm a pretty conservative person. Um, I'm pretty low key, just like naturally, like it's just naturally my demeanor. And so when I think I'm cinnamon, I can, you know, just do different things. She allows me to shop at like Fredericks of Hollywood versus Victoria's Secret. And if you've been to either of those stores, you recognize the difference in, in terms of like lingerie. Um, more leather, more lace. Yeah. All over the place. <laughs> <laughs> so um definitely get you you have to work gut yourself up to that point it took again like two or three different campaigns before i got to the like you know what i'm gonna do i'm about to get sexy um uh, for my husband uh, it took me a little while to get there because again you, it takes a certain level of like confidence and the way you feel about yourself to like some of these outfits i try on i'm like lord help me on today um but they're fun and um i think you appreciate them this is definitely something i do for him but really there's something to be said about feeling sexy there it's one thing when you go to church and you feel cute and you feel nice and you feel all demure that's worshipy you're at church but there's, there's a whole other thing about being a married woman and feeling sexy for your husband and if you haven't felt that way, you really should like go through whatever process you have to go through and buy one of them like skimpy outfits and wear it for a husband. There's something to be said about that. Don't, don't be tiptoeing around it. I know. I'm a little bit embarrassed. <laughs> you got to help the people. I did. I think there's, um, uh, there's what you wear and there's what you do. Mm -hmm. Amen. Uh, you say, hey, man, you feel churchy and you can talk about anything. I'll help Melissa guide her in this thing. So one of the things, and you stop me if, if I go too far. Okay. When we first got married. Um, now, mind you, we were, what, 21 and 20. Mm -hmm. And um, she was, you know, church girl all the way. And I'll just say, she, like, no, like, I was a church kid who was just, like, devilish also. <laughs> so I, I, you know, looked at dirty magazines before I had had sex before all my friends were unsaved. Melissa was pretty much the opposite. Well, she had unsaved friends, but she was the same one who was really safe. I was the same guy at school, but I was a devil at everywhere else. And, um, I mean, same guy at church and devil everywhere, anywhere else. But anyway, so when you first, when we first got married, um, you were more conservative, mm -hmm. I would say in, in, in the bedroom, it was like, um, Honestly, just having sex was like adventurous enough. Yes. You know what I mean? There was like But again, if you get the I like if you've ever been to Fredericks of Hollywood, if you've ever been to like Victoria's Secret, then you really understand like I was very Victoria's Secret. I wouldn't even say you were Victoria's Secret. At the very let's keep it a hundred. I would say I was. At the very when we first got married? What would you say? You were like Sears. <laughs> <laughs> you were more like Sears. I mean, just, you know, come in there. I got to get my socks, get my appliances. <laughs> just got to come in there. Nothing to see here. Oh Pre-Kardashians. You were like, you, you get the job done? You know? Oh, my God. There's very important things you were at. You know, I, I think you graduated from Sears, <laughs> you know, to to uh, to Victoria's Secret. Okay. And then from Victoria's Secret to Fredericks of Hollywood. And now I'm listen. Now you're on black sites. 
down here on the internet side. But see, and the, and the thing is, I think it's really important, right? Because you have, like people always say, if you don't have a good sex life, you, you'll be led to cheat. And I don't know if there's truth to that, but I do know that there's truth to if you're not having sex, you will you, you, you won't be happy in your marriage. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Especially if you have like a, uh, well, we thought it was all men that were sex driven. But when we did that podcast, a lot of our listeners were like, I knew that already. I'm the man. Okay. I mean, I'm the man of the relationship. So whoever you are in the relationship, if your partner is conservative it, it can and you want to be more um adventurous it can lead to some dangerous mm -hmm. territory if you were just and i'm not saying like you know i want you to just do crazy things you know it's not even about that it's just like be more adventurous you know if your partner's like man can we try this can we try that and you're just like i don't feel comfortable like i feel like you'll go with them for a while but I don't know if you'll go with him for 20 and 30 years, mm -hmm. you know, because then you start thinking, then you, you know, pornography starts being like, man, I don't want to, do they do this? You know, I, I, it, you, I just feel like you're open to, to not even really pornography. Honestly, there's a lot of stuff on cable television. For real. Like sometimes you can't even tell the difference between that and porn. I would like watch Game of Thrones and I'd be like, how is this on television? Yeah, that's you know right. what I mean? So um, uh, part of the Sex Me Over campaign was not only about like getting dressed for the moment, but it was about letting go for that two minutes. You're such a dork. I'm not gonna put no pressure <laughs> on no men out here because <laughs> it's just gotta be two minutes. But no, you know, but it's it's very grateful. And this is the one thing I'll say about this. The one thing I love about being married for you know, so it'll be, it'll be eleven years. It's totally a process, mm -hmm. you know, and and you can appreciate. I can appreciate you saying I want to get sexier in the bedroom. You know, and at the time when she was Sears, I wasn't like, man, this is Sears. You know, because you love your wife. I love my wife. I'm so mad. You were Sears, but I love you. But you love her. You know, of course you want more, but you're happy. Mm -hmm. Right? And I feel like at the time that I wanted more, you you opened up. I don't know if you could sense it or, or you just whatever. But I feel like you can appreciate the early days when you go through things together. You know, because I know I've grown in other areas uh as well, so I wanted to say that um, uh, about you, and we want to talk talk on. So you feel like you covered um, the campaigns in in uh, um, order. in order. Or get sexy, make me over, then sex me over. I think it's important to know how get sexy and make me over were about you. Yeah. So before you were able to do something that even like before you and these campaigns were years. Mm -hmm. Like it was sex me over didn't come the year after make me over. No, it didn't. So this is like a four or five year. I think it started when you were twenty eight. Ish, yeah. Yeah, because you cut your hair at 29. You cut your hair right, you know, before the year before you moved to LA. And Sex Me Over was about last year or something like that. Yeah, I kind of been doing it for a while, though. Yeah. So this is like a four-year four, four year process, but I think it's important to note that the first 24, 30 months of it had nothing to do with me. Mm -hmm. It wasn't make get sexy for Kevin. It was get sexy for Melissa, make me over for Melissa. I'm worth it for Melissa. Then Sex Me Over... You know, and I think that's important to know because I think our first inclination is, or your first inclination may be, well, I got to, I got to do this for him, got to do this for him. But it's like trying to build the third story of a house without securing the foundation. Those two campaigns about you had to build the foundation because without get get sexy for you, make me over, and I'm worth it. You're not gonna have the confidence to do sex me no, over. You're not. And put leather. You're not gonna put leather and lace on if you don't feel comfortable in your own skin. So I think that's important. And before we go, you want to talk about Eva Mendez. Yes, yeah, so Eva Mendez was in a um, 
she did an interview, whatever she did, and she said uh, to the effect of, uh, somebody, they asked her, like, do you wear sweatpants? And she was like, no, sweatpants are like the leading cause of divorce. And I chuckled, and um, I kind of going with this, while well, I own sweatpants, listen, hear me well, okay? Uh, I own sweatpants, I clean in sweatpants. Listen, before I took a shower, I was just in sweatpants. Um, with bleach stains. No, those sweatpants don't no, have... No, 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 those don't. But uh, a lot of your sweatpants have bleach stains. Okay, don't call me out. Only one pair has bleach stains. Those are your favorite, though. No, they're not. I have a lot... My shirts have bleach stains. Yes, you're right. Some of the sweatpants have holes and, like, elastic coming yeah, that's out. that's true. Melissa um, has so, hoarder see, syndrome. super irregular. Hoarders! I'm not a hoarder. If you can see the elastic, you gotta let it go. No, but I'm not a hoarder. I'm sentimental. Okay. When it comes to my clothing. I'll give you that. But I, listen, I have a throwaway spirit, for real. Yes. Okay. I throw away stuff quickly and easily. Um, but anyway, I, so they were talking about it on the radio the other day when I was at work. And um, they were kind of going in on her, giving her a hard time. And while Kevin and I were just talking about it, and he was like, well, do you think she cleans the house in sweatpants? Okay, so listen, clearly Eva Mendez doesn't clean her house. Uh, she could go through life without a pair of sweatpants. She doesn't do manual labor. Uh, she has people that do that for her, but I do agree with the sentiment that, uh, sweatpants kills divorce or what did she say? Sweatpants, sweatpants leads to divorce. Yeah, leads to divorce. Not literally, but the idea that we get married, we get comfortable and we lose, there is something to be said about, well, comfort, you know, the comfort level with your spouse is a beautiful thing. But there's also something to be said about the novelty of something. Because when something is new and it's fresh, like when you were dating, you didn't let your boo see you without you being dressed to the nines. Right. Like, it just didn't happen. Yeah. You were always put together. And you lose some of that with comfort. And so to that extent, again, kind of going back through my campaigns, and now I'm at a point where I, I feel good about me, but when I go out, I want to represent my husband well. I just want to be the girl he likes. Like, that's it. We're in a room full of beautiful women, and I still want him to be like, but my boo is holding it down today. Like, and that's it. And I think that's the point, kind of, that she was making. Yes. So I think that's, I think that's respectable, because it's like, I always laugh about this, and I say black women wear lingerie and have their hair wrapped. Because that's important. At the same time. But every once in a while, say, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to wrap it later tonight. I do do that. Right? Right. I know. I'm, th 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 that's the part of the joke. No. But I'm coming out in full lingerie. Not in a hair wrapped. But I think the, sen the sentiment of sweatpants is um, just got to keep that desire there. Mm -hmm. Marriage is a huge carrot on a stick. You know, you got to be desirable and, and, and make your person desire you. And, mm -hmm. um... And you should be well. I think you did a good job today. You did. I'm really proud of you. And um, and I just sat here and supported you. Thanks. And it'll help because I'm in the sick boy. <laughs> so thank you guys for tuning in. And we'll do our very best to be here every week, um, considering our, our life. And thank you for tuning in to iTunes SoundCloud. You can find Melissa on the social medias at... Um, at Miss Kev on stage. <clears throat> at Miss Kev on stage on... Instagram and Twitter, and I'm never on Twitter. I've responded to somebody like 10 hours late, so don't take it personal. Um, but I'm pretty active on Instagram and Facebook, so find me. And you can find me, Kevin on stage, everywhere I go, everywhere I be. Instagram right now is my favorite social media app.
and then my Facebook page, Kevin on stage, and then the Twitter, which I'm not as good at because I'd be working now. <laughs> so I'll, we'll see you guys tomorrow. Ish. Ish. <laughs> well, next week here, tomorrow on my YouTube page.